What are you, what are you thinking, mate? What have, you, have your thoughts been over the, the movements the last couple of days? Um, Todd Greenberg, the 25% pay cut, the reaction from the players. How do you see it all? Uh, look, I think it's a, a little out of step. I think I've said to you blokes before, and I've certainly written it for the website, I don't think there is another employee group outside of sport uh, that is more overtly prioritised than players are inside sport. They get to negotiate on their own, separate from their employer being their clubs. I find it a bit rich that, you know, the players are looking at Todd Greenberg uh, and maybe a little angry about him not taking the same pay cut that they did, yet, you know, they can stand by and watch the football staffs. In fact, entire football departments be stood down while they, they continue to get full pay. I just think it's a little... It's confusing, the whole thing. It's complex. It depends on what information you get. I'm not here to hang the players out to dry. All I know is there are a lot of people hurting at the moment in this decision-making process to, I guess, right the ship of rugby league. There are going to be some decisions made that aren't 100% correct. You know, when we come back and play, whether or not we can the comp, how much the players get, whether or not it's right to stand down a football department staff, and I think the best we can do is that if we do get it wrong, don't boot up on each other, just take a breath, get in new information and hopefully make a better decision next time round. What would you take on the mismanagement of funds, the retirement fund of the players? I don't, have you, have, I don't know if the other guys have asked this question of you over the last week or so, but we only found that out a couple of days ago. What, well, I don't know if it was was it mismanaged. The RLPA didn't pick it up. All, all I've heard is that it, it wasn't sitting in a bank account on its own and that as part of the CBA, yeah. the money actually wasn't meant to be given to the players until the end of the current broadcast okay. rights cycle. It wasn't required is, okay. to be. Correct, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I, would, I would think if, you know, the RLPA are all over this issue, then they would have actually had some sort of investment account set up that that money got deposited into, yeah. that would be the, the clever thing to do as a, a union for your players. But they, they'd, left, they'd left it up to the NRL, and the NRL, I guess, were quite within their rights to keep it in their account however they wanted to deal with it for the five years. But it's a, the, 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 there's no doubting that the NRL haven't got, you know, the expenditure over the last, what are we, seven years of, you know, big broadcast right monies um, absolutely spot on. But... I was having a look at the numbers today. In 2012, before the last broadcast rights deal, the club grants were $3.85 million and the salary cap was uh, $5.5 million. And collectively, the clubs lost $20 million. Fast forward to 2017, which was the year before this current cycle, the club grants were $9.5 million per club and the cap was $8 million. So they were getting more money... Yeah than the cap, yet the clubs collectively, with more money, more of a buffer, lost $61 million. So the trend there being that it, it, it would seem the more that the clubs were given, uh, the, the worse they perform financially. In the last two years, I think they've lost $25 million in 2018 and $31 million in 2019. So, you know, saving money at headquarters, you know, Peter Volandis is going hard at uh, you know, the, the cost structure of the NRL, we know that giving it to the clubs, whatever's saved, is not the answer either. Is, so is to try and keep the clubs alive and, and, and survive? Is that is, so you're kind of saying that the, the NRL are giving too much to the clubs and they're not doing enough with that money, but they're only giving them that much because they need it so desperately? Is that is that kind of where they're at? No, no, well, I, I don't know. What do they need? I mean, how, how can you 
trust the clubs to know what they need from a financial perspective based on... I'm only talking about historical performance. So there's a, there's a lack of trust between governing body and the clubs, and it's not helping us sort of work our way through the issue. It would seem at the moment that Peter Volandis is almost operating as an island. He's got a view, having come from a sport before, that has been through tough times. How ruthless you need to be, uh, how consultative you need to be. Let's just hope that whatever solution they come up with, players, clubs, NRL, let's not forget the state leagues either, who oversee a stack of staff who service junior footy around the country, all get what they need so that we've got a game up and functioning at the back end of whenever this crisis is over.